I am Johnny Massacre and welcome to the Johnny Massacre Show. This is the Monday Night Massacre. On tonight's show, petrol and gas prices explode in the wake of the Ukraine-Russia war. In other news, millions of Ukrainian refugees are coming to a town near you. And just who is the ghost of Ukraine? Finally for tonight, Gran Turismo launches on PS5. Who's fucking with me? Give me a hell yeah! So according to Bloomberg, it's going to cost you a fuck of a lot to fill up your car, bruv. Check this out. They say oil climbs as chance of Russian ban spurs supply crisis fears. Oil had its biggest daily swing ever with Brent surging to nearly $140 after U.S. said it was considering a ban on Russian crude imports. I love this. Considering a ban. Yes, they want to ban buying oil from Russia. The problem is, if they ban buying oil from Russia, America will have no oil because America cancelled Trump's Keystone Pipeline that was set to make America energy independent and give you tiny gas prices. So what is Biden going to do? Already gas prices were through the roof, but now they're even more due to the Ukraine-Russia war. Is he finally going to swallow his pride and restart the Keystone Pipeline? Nope. He's going to fuck off to Saudi Arabia. Fox Business say Biden may travel to Saudi Arabia in quest for oil, report says, as Russia ban remains possibility. I love the mental image of this. Biden riding a camel out in the Middle East hunting for oil. Biden can't even find his fucking contact lenses due to early onset Alzheimer's. How the fuck is he going to find oil in Saudi Arabia? I love this. You do a deal with one quasi authoritarian country for oil and rely on them. And that bites you in the ass when they invade Ukraine. And then you go to do a deal with another quasi authoritarian country where they basically kill people for being gay. Well done, Biden administration. So, yes. Next time you go to the petrol station, you're going to get a shot. And it's not just America. It is the UK too. Look at this. Metro says, Boris Johnson says, we can't close down use of Russian oil and gas overnight. And that's the problem. This is the problem. Our politicians have sold us out to these kind of wanker countries. And now they have some power over us. They can kind of bribe us or abuse us or manipulate us or blackmail us into doing what we want because we fucking need them. We already did it to China. With China, they make most of our pharmaceuticals. They manufacture most of our stuff. Whoopsie, if we have a war with China now, we're basically going to be fucked. We won't be able to get any drugs and we won't be able to make anything. Shit, but you know what? A few politicians got rich. The politicians who went over with their briefcases to China and signed those deals, well, they got fucking shit loads of money through kickbacks and bungs, but you got nothing. And they sold out their whole country. In the same way, let's do some dodgy deals over in Ukraine. Oh, sorry, that was Hunter Biden. He did that before. I meant let's do some dodgy deals over in China, 1.5 billion. Oh, sorry, that was Hunter Biden. He did that before. In this case, let's do some deals with Russia. We'll get fucking rich and then the people will get fucked and gas prices will rise. That's basically what happened. The UK has also sold out their country to these other countries who are very nefarious and basically want us dead. So well done, UK. Well done, Boris Johnson. And the reason Boris Johnson is saying we can't shut down use of Russian oil and gas overnight is because the West has overinvested in green energy. We've raised taxes 
we've got all these big plans to build solar and build wind energy and shit and we're going to raise taxes to do that apparently it's going to give you some jobs and shit and make things better it's basically going to raise your taxes it's basically going to cause inflation and because we've invested so heavily in that and because that's just a massive access to all your tax money scoop it out fritter it away with these lucrative no corners cut government contracts the politicians can trouser it all because they've done that they can't now start investing in gas and oil they can't start the keystone pipeline or that means they couldn't raise your taxes for the green energy scam and they can't get rich imagine if biden starts the keystone pipeline now after putting so much of his campaign on green energy that doesn't make sense i'm all for green energy and saving the world and i'm going to use loads of oil they can't do that they can't make their country energy independent they can't do what's best for america stopping us from being reliant on these tyrannical countries because they want to get your tax money and the best way they can do that is with green energy they can take loads of it if they have their green energy plan and that's why in my opinion they cancelled the keystone pipeline and that's why they can't suddenly stop using russian gas and oil overnight otherwise it means they'd have to look to their own shores for energy and that would scupper the green energy scam just my opinion just my opinion i'm johnny masker and if you're just joining us we are discussing gas prices exploding due to the ukraine russia war but if you've been watching from the beginning stop your grinning and drop your linen donate some cash and let's keep winning streamlabs.com forward slash johnny masker the more you donate the more of me you're going to get We've made $11 in 24 days. We need to make $1,389. Please give generously. Click the link right now in the description box below. Streamlabs.com forward slash Johnny Massacre and give generously. We had an $11 donation from Axe and Oil Can. He says, due to your rude descriptions of Coca-Cola and Ikea, and positive mention of Russians. I feel I can no longer support your views with $10 donations, $11 donations next. Thank you very much, Axe and Oil Can. So, Massacre Mates, it is not just oil that is in crisis. It is refugees. Check this shit out over on CNN. They say... The European Union should be ready for 5 million people fleeing Ukraine. The European Union needs to prepare for 5 million refugees from Ukraine, the EU's high representative, Joseph Borrell, told journalists on Monday ahead of a meeting of European foreign ministers in Montpellier, France. We need to be prepared to receive 5 million people. We know that with the Syrian crisis in the 2015-16 years, which was the migrant crisis in Europe, we were talking about 1.5 million people. Now it's going to be much more lot of mercy do you know how fucking crazy this refugee crisis is going to be from ukraine so remember even the wokest of woke countries actually had to come out and say uh we can't have any more immigrants because it was like decimating their country there's people are sleeping on national monuments and defacing and like shitting all around it and stuff like homeless people everywhere all kinds of stuff happening and you can't say anything bad about it because that basically goes against the globalist election policies and if you do you know what you're going to be called well that was about 1.5 million migrants about 1.4 1.5 million migrants came to germany in the year of 2014 2015 and that kick-started their whole migrant crisis and they had to scale it back massively well how does five million sound that's right five million ukrainian refugees are going to be pouring into neighboring countries as we speak now 
TheMirror.co.uk has an article saying that UK has only accepted 50 out of the 5 million. Look at this. They say UK visas plan for Ukraine refugees in chaos, as Boris Johnson says numbers not right. Pretty Patel's Home Office claims that 50 visas have been granted. People will not turn back at Calais and that there'll be a third new humanitarian route. Um, so... Quite simply, only 50 people have come into the UK. I'm in Japan. Do you know how many they're going to let in here? Probably about five. And that's why Japan is awesome, because we don't let loads of random motherfuckers into the country. It doesn't matter where you're from. You basically have to be university educated to come here. And why not? It's only going to help your country. If people are of good stead, they've got good qualifications, they're going to come in, they're going to make the country better. By all means, let them in. But in European countries, there's this kind of weird collective guilt, this imperialist guilt where we feel we have to let as many people in as possible. It's almost like pathological altruism. You're, you're kind to the point you're even going to destroy yourself. Where are you going to put these people? Are you going to put them in your house? If you're pro the Ukrainian immigrants coming in, all five million, how many are you going to take in your house? How many are you going to support? Because someone has to support them and it's going to come from tax money. The thing is... As a human being, you don't want to turn people away, especially like the Ukrainian people. They didn't do shit. They didn't ask for this. So I want to take some, but how many can we take? Who fucking knows? But it does seem as if the West is cracking up. The the successful West, the West who brought all the best shit to the world, culturally, economically, it's like we're destroying ourselves on so many fronts, not just with coronavirus, the government's response to that, whistling away our human rights. What little we have left now are also now creaking under the weight of all these displaced refugees. We piss around in other countries. We, we start wars all over the globe and other countries start wars which affect us because we're kind of living in globalist times and what can we do when these wars start and like millions of people start pouring into your country how can we possibly fix this kind of stuff how many of these refugees are going into countries like turkey or whatever or islamic countries they basically don't go over there they come to the prosperous western countries because most of them are economic migrants coming to the uk have you seen how fucking far away Ukraine is? How have you gotten all the way through fucking Germany and France and over the fucking ocean to England? Like, what? Why would you come all the way there if it weren't economic? So the problem with this is these people need help. And if I was one of them, I'd do the same. I just want to pick the best, most altruistic country. So I'm fucking going to England. But I, that's not right. You can't just pick somewhere because you have the best chance of making money there. You can try. I would do the same. But that's not right. You should basically go to a neighboring country or you should go to the country who's responsible for starting it. Maybe USA, I'm looking at you. I don't actually really know the, the true cause of this war, although some people say it's America's fault with NATO and stuff. But yeah, quite simply, there's going to be millions of refugees. This is unsustainable. We can't just keep taking in millions of refugees into your country in the same way you can't keep taking in like dozens and dozens of people into your house from outside who need help lest you want your house to be destroyed but this nevertheless is what is happening so get ready for that next for tonight ghost of ukraine so there's loads of propaganda going around pro-ukrainian propaganda pro-russian propaganda and it's quite interesting the ukrainian propaganda is so much better than the russian propaganda i saw a picture of Zelensky, and he was in a bunker and he had a charcuterie of salami and like cured meats and 
crackers and shit like that with his mates in a bunker looking like one of the lads one of the people contrast that with Putin's propaganda he's sitting on a table that's so fucking long I mean you could probably fit the whole population of Ukraine atop it so you've got propaganda on both sides and the best propaganda from Ukraine is the ghost of Ukraine who's supposed to be this crazy pilot and no one knows who he is man and he shot down loads of fighter planes I think they were making stories like this like thousands of years ago in ancient battles and you see the manifestations of this in movies like Star Wars and Lord of the Rings. They're these shadowy heroes. No one kind of knows who they are who are like fucking over the opposition and it really galvanizes the troops. Well, that person is called the Ghost of Ukraine. Check this out on National World. The Ghost of Kiev, they say. Who is hero Ukrainian MIG-29 pilot who shot down Russian planes? And what is an ace pilot? Though popular and heavily discussed on social media, it seems likely that the ghost is just an urban legend. The Ghost of Kiev is an anonymous fighter pilot said to be active in defending Ukraine from the Russian invasion. Though popular and heavily discussed on social media, it seems likely that the ghost is just an urban legend, an amalgamation of different stories and individuals. The story is spreading as a morale boost. If the ghost is a real person, they would be the first ace pilot of the 21st century. The Ghost of Kiev is an anonymous fighter pilot who is suggested to have shot down six Russian planes on the first day of the invasion of Ukraine. This is, more likely than not, not actually true. Rather, it's likely that the Ghost is just an urban legend, with several different attacks attributed to one persona. Ukraine has ground-to-air missile capabilities still, and US officials have indicated that Russia has yet to achieve air superiority over Ukraine. Fake footage of the ghost, created in a video game simulator, went viral. Though uploaded and acknowledged as a tribute rather than real footage, many shared it, believing it to be real. The ghost is increasingly understood to be an urban legend, with the story spreading naturally as a morale booster. You want to see a video of what this guy's supposed to look like? And look, he even has people draw him he's become such an icon and such a hero people are spreading this all over social media um, Ukraine's official Twitter even is now tweeting out this propaganda Ukraine's official Twitter says people call him the ghost of Kiev and rightly so this UAF ace dominates the skies over our capital and country and has already become a nightmare for invading Russian aircrafts let's see what he can do <laughs> Ukraine probably got its first ace since World War II, they say, the anonymous pilot. In the first 30 hours of the Russian invasion, in February 2022, he shot down many planes. To become an ace pilot, you need to shoot down five planes, and the ghost of Kiev shot down twice as many, although it is still unknown who is piloting the Ukrainian MiG-29 plane. Ukrainians are grateful to this hero with brass balls who's having Russian aircraft for breakfast, Godspeed and happy hunting. So that is the ghost of Ukraine and I've seen this shit all over social media and one thing I've noticed now more than ever is just how much fucking fake news there is out there. People just love to share shit without knowing what the source is. They don't even care what the source is. They just want to appear to be in the know and if they see anything where they feel they can claim the news and be the first ones to break it and know something that you don't, they'll spread it all over social media. I've, you know all those really cringy memes and weird memes and stuff that are populated on accounts where it's just nothing but memes and those people are really introverted and just live through memes? Those people fucking love the ghost of Kiev. And uh, I like the idea of it. I don't think it's real. But there's quite a few people out there who think this is real. Ted Cruz, Republican, actually tweeted out that this was real. 
And correct me if I'm wrong, you can provide the evidence that the ghost of, of Kiev, I keep saying Ukraine, the ghost of Kiev is real. But I think this is basically bullshit. However, it's a nice fun meme and it's nice to imagine that there is some Ukrainian badass out there kicking the ass of the Russians, pulling off crazy maneuvers in his fighter plane. So, Maskamex, we come at the end of the show and video game Gran Turismo 7 has just launched on PS5 and its opening movie has been released and it is fucking awesome. The opening movie of Gran Turismo 7, The Driving Simulator, is a montage of the first cars ever made, which are basically fucking wagons with wooden wheels all the way up to present day. And it is presented in meticulous detail. Let's have a look at it, shall we? So, look at this intro video for this driving game on the PlayStation 5. Black and white shit we've got. The first ever cars, and this is only something the Japanese would do. The Japanese are so meticulous. They obviously went right into the core of the game of driving. They went right the way through the history from the first ever cars to the present day. They've got a love of Western culture, so they're showing the invention of the biplane and Albert Einstein and loads of nostalgic stuff. No American company or no European company would ever make an intro like this. The Japanese having a love for Western art, music, machining, engineering, pretty much everything. And it's all available in this very quaint intro with classical music that I just love. Let's flick it on a little bit. We've got the Beatles. Look, the whole history of the car is basically being checkpointed with all the significant events of the 20th century including the moon landing which is just fucking awesome look at this shit they'd never put this in a western game today this is basically the 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 supremacist patriarchal culture but the japanese aren't woke so they're just going to give it to you straight yes masker mates this is the intro to a fucking driving game and i love it it is quaint it is curious it is awesome. And as we move into the present day, the technology, of course, is getting rather fucking good. And maybe you want to see what the game looks like in action. Well, here it is. Look, the graphics are pretty fucking good, mate. Here's the game. At some points, perhaps indistinguishable from real life. Is this game better than Forza Motorsport on the Xbox Series X? It does look rather delicious. I might actually have to get this, you know. It's being released on PS4, so it is cross-platform, meaning the graphics should be better than this, but because they're pussies, they have to release it on the old technology because they don't want to miss any sales. But if they just released it on the new technology with amazing graphics, I'm sure they'd make even more money and put their competitors deeper into the dust. But there you go, Gran Turismo is now out for Sony PlayStation 5. It is looking rather good. It is looking shit hot. And I am quite looking forward to play this. How about you, any of my PS5 owning massacre mates? Are you going to buy Gran... Look, it's the wind power in the background. Biden's dream only possible within the fantasy of a video game. There you go. Gran Turismo 5 oh sorry Gran Turismo 7 
looking rather good so yeah ghost of ukraine i mean ghost of kiev grand turismo 5 meant grand turismo 7 i'm still recovering from covid i can't use that as an excuse much longer still feeling a bit groggy but much better than i was and it is good to be back i'm glad to bring you the news today about gas prices exploding ukrainian refugees coming your way the ghost of kiev and grand turismo 7 i have been joining mask and i tell you what mate you better be back for the next episode otherwise i'll be coming around your house please make sure to like and subscribe and hit that notification bell because that is what all those other cunts tell you to do later